you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. We are so excited. We've got a very special guest with us today. Um, we have Jen Dolan with us. She's the Director of Sales for Residential and Retail at Arteriors. Hi, Jen. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Is my favorite, and I love you, Jess and Suzanne. I'm so excited. Yay. Thank you so much for having oh. me. Uh, well, we were just saying how we're missing having market so much. I know that you're still going to markets. Alice Lane hasn't been to market since the pandemic, and so we were like having such an itch, and we knew that you could scratch it for us by <laughs> getting on the phone <laughs> with um, Jen to talk about what are the latest trends and what's happening because we can't see it with our eyeballs. And so we wondered if you could help describe for us, like, what are some of the up-and-coming trends? What's Arteriors doing? You guys are always on the front line, um, just creating your own trends even, and we all follow. And so... If you could just enlighten us, kind of paint a picture for kind of what's new at Arteriors. Absolutely. Well, we we are absolutely missing missing you, and we're doing market in a really limited way. So it is by appointment with social distancing, and you know, just trying to be safe and respectful of everything. So definitely different, not business as usual, and we're missing everybody so much. But we did develop a collection for 2020 that we're really excited about called 2020 Inspired, mm-hmm. and it is a journey of this entire the process that it took us to put this together was almost two, two and a half years. It takes quite a while to bring things to fruition. So it has been a little odd for us to create something and spend two and a half years gestating it and then not be able to show it really the way that we normally would. So it's it's great to be able to talk about it today. What we're seeing, what we've done over the past few seasons is really seen a trend towards naturals natural textures, raw textures, organics, and then layering and juxtaposing those naturals with hard surfaces. So stone and metals and glass mixed with things like rattan and teak and just beautiful um, wicker and things that we haven't used before. Uh, from a from a palette perspective, we're seeing um, whites and creams coming back, but, but contrast. So also this dark darker charcoals and anthracite grays and slates. Uh, So this sort of light and dark balance. Um, And then also more of the smooth and rough coming together. And that could be in material and in finish. And then also, uh, you know, from a shape and and form perspective, more uh, geometry. So linear juxtaposed with fluid. I use the example of think like linear Bauhaus and deco mixed with Art Nouveau. Mm. So you're seeing a little bit of this contrast happening, which again is, um, yeah, a lot of that that you see in art uh, as well. So just this sense of, uh, you know, softness and fluidity, but also with a clear direction and form and this balance between the two the two and we're we're using you know shape and form to to tell that story and that narrative um and then we're also using these great new materials that we have not had access to so 
Mm. A lot of, yeah, a lot of play, interplay and dialogue and, and, and this push-pull and a little bit of tension between the materials, um, soft and, and hard and um, dark and light. And, and it's been really fun. So, you know, I think there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of ability for, for eclectic mix. And we find that people are always wanting that mix. So they want, you know, different textures together. They want different um, mediums and materials. And we're, we're still continuing to see that and it will go forward next season and beyond really. So we're constantly sourcing new materials and textures, different stones um, and different types of pottery. We're working with really beautiful terracotta right now um, in, in different uh, glazes, reactive glazes. So really fun um, finishes like oil rub bronze and irons. So, so trending a little darker than we normally see too. I love that. There was one thing we were talking about before we hopped on this podcast and it was that when you're shopping arteriors, it's like you're shopping the world. I feel like there's <laughs> such a global inspiration in all of the things. And I'm like, where, where are you getting these things as far as like your inspiration? Um, but the actual, I feel like artisans are just making these, these glazes and these pots and that bringing those straight to market. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Kind of yeah. where, where you're inspired by. Um, I know you guys do a lot of private collections, but like I'm just the so hands curious. That touch it. Exactly. And it feels so like authentic, you yeah. know, like these techniques and, and motifs and there's a real global and authenticity and honesty of materials. And yeah, it's just so special. And those are the things that layer so well in these eclectic environments we keep, you know, wanting and people are wanting. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we have cultivated relationships for 30 years. I mean, the company turned 33 in 2020 and many of wow. the factories, yeah, many of the factories that we work with, we've worked with from the inception and it has been a joy to watch the evolution of what we've been able to do together. Uh, we also reached a point a few years ago where we wanted to source materials and different techniques that we hadn't had access to before. So there was a true exploration. We went on a, a true voyage to find new sources and new factories and new artisans to work with to continue to evolve and, and grow the collection. So we added uh, a lot of new opportunities in that sense, which is where some of the naturals and the organics came in. We had not been working with these beautiful cocoa shells and cocoa beads and rattan and certain teaks, burned out teaks. And we brought that into the mix and we were able to really broaden the narrative of, of the voice that we had in the, in the industry by creating, you know, more layered um designs. And these factories, these are artisans that have been working in these techniques for generations passed down. And we collaborate with them. Our, we have a design team that is designing from the ground up inception and then working with these factories to develop pieces which are functional and practical, but also still have that voice that we love, that design-driven, fashion-forward um, viewpoint uh, that is inherent in the silhouettes that we produce. So it's really a collaboration and it's a journey to find those factories that can produce and bring to life what we're what we're looking to say, which, of course, is complicated, right, uh, to create something that is um, able to capture the vision that you have and still, you know, be you know, durable and functional. So. We love working with the, the artisans and they're really across multiple different continents. We work with about 60 different factories all over the world. Wow, um, amazing. Yeah. Oh 
Yeah, in Asia, in in Europe, uh, in the States, so really everywhere. And, you know, it's interesting because this concept, you you asked me what is going to be an important trend, and I think in fashion and home, sustainability is a word that has come up again and again, and you know, we have worked in ways that are sustainable by upcycling and, and recycling certain materials. But I think it's important to remember that sustainability can also be the preservation of techniques and of craftsmanship and to make sure that those survive and thrive. So it's sustaining an entire way of working. And by collaborating with factories and artisans that have the those techniques you know, that they have been working with for generations, we are in a way working in a different type of sustainability, if that makes sense. So we're really proud of that because we can keep those techniques alive. Those materials, you know, are are able to sing in new ways and and really be filtered through the lens of of our design Mm. um, perspective. That's so so good. And our interiors from, we've been doing market for 12 years now and Arterior started out and it was mostly just lighting and accessories. And now mm-hmm. you guys have furniture, um, like sculpture, mirrors. I mean, you're really every category in, in the entire um, gamut mm-hmm. of, of furniture. So we come to you for everything, really. Yep. You've got bar stools, um, dining tables, chandeliers, pendants, sconces. The best bar carts. Table, oh, the best <laughs> bar carts. Yeah, table lamps. I mean, everything. What an exciting time to be with you. So when you're talking about these materials, it's not just on lighting anymore. I mean, you're, you're really doing everything in every category. We, we are. And, and I love that you, you recognize that, you know, for us, it's been an evolution into what we call lifestyle. And I know that's sort of a word that, uh, is, is trending, but it truly is that you could come to us really for any room in the home and any, any part of the space and find something. The only thing we're not really um, developing is more of the soft goods. So that would be say pillows or rugs or some type of bedding, but we're in every other aspect. So furniture, accent furniture, upholstered seating, wall decor, mirrors, lighting, accessories, and you could absolutely come to us and feel like you could style an entire room. And that is the intent. We wanted to make sure that we were a resource for a wide range of categories. So part of the exploration in the voyage over the last few years has been finding those factories that can develop the pieces to our growing lifestyle vision. And I feel like we've really done a good job of partnering with those factories who can bring that to life. So yes, um, lifestyle is where we're going. It's where we're headed. And I think, you know, everybody's spending more time at home and, you know, we are hearing from our clients that they love what we do in one category. So they want us to do all the categories (laughs) and come to us for multiple things and, it really is about developing the relationship with the vendor. Um, if you like someone's viewpoint and their voice, you want to spend more time with them. And I feel totally. that that's, yeah, that's what we've found with our clients is they want to spend more time selecting and sourcing things from, you know, the specific relationships that they have cultivated and they want to grow with. So we've, we've tried to do our best to bring that to market, that idea that we want to do more with, with our clients. I love that. We have a question here from um, one of our listeners. They want to know how long can you live with a trend before it starts looking out of date? What, in your opinion, Jen, 
this is going to be hard for you because I know that um, you, guys, you guys don't have a visual of who Jen is, but Jen is one that every time we see her at market, we're as excited to see her as we are to see what she's wearing because <laughs> she <laughs> loves vintage fashion. Uh, she's very yeah. global, travels the world. And you're like, where do you come up with this stuff? She's also like, like tall, like a model with long, you know, red, beautiful hair. And your fashion is so so unique and iconic, but also I don't feel like you care what trend is happening. And so I think this is a funny question to ask you, <laughs> how long can you live with a trend before it starts looking out of date? You probably don't yeah. care because <laughs> everything, well, it, everything's fashion to you. you should start wearing it yeah. <laughs> at that moment. Well, well you're, you're too sweet, really. Um, that, that's very nice of you to say, um, you know, I've, I've loved vintage since I was a kid and I've never really thought about time and place and decades. It's really been about how do you make it your own? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, for our terriers, we don't, we don't consider, we talk about what's trending, but we look at, of course, we're aware of what's happening. And it's something that, you know, we definitely take to heart from a feedback perspective of what our clients are looking for, but we're not trendy. We're not looking to box ourselves or compartmentalize something that would be out of date. So one of the things that we do to ensure that is to make sure that we're working in a neutral palette. When you work in a neutral palette, so grays and creams and, you know, beautiful charcoals and slates, you ensure that you can incorporate that perennially. So it's not specific to uh, you know, a particular season or a time that dates itself. And I feel that working in something that is a little bit more subtle allows you to transition it. So the palette is definitely something that we look at. I think making sure that for us in design as well, that you're true to the identity and the brand DNA of how you started and to understand what is happening in the industry, but to not manipulate that to a place where it wouldn't feel authentic because I think authenticity has to come through whether it's clothes or whether it's a design sensibility you know a particular material texture if we were to use something that we'd never used before because we found it interesting and it was available we would have to still design it in our voice so that it felt like something that would come from us and I think that trends, you know, if you're chasing a certain color or you're chasing a particular detail that might feel, um, you know, a little uh, improved that might not be lasting, then you might find that that's something that would be hard to carry over. But I think as long as you love something and it's something that you can incorporate in your current home and it is true to who you are, then I really don't feel that it's ever going to be dated in that sense. Mm. I don't know if that yeah. answers it. That's a super intelligent way of saying that. And I, th I feel like one of the biggest questions we get asked, um, you know, on Friday we answer a design question for our audience and we talk a lot about it here on our podcast as well. It feels like every week the same question comes up and it is, what, how, what do I decide to do that won't go out of style? Everybody's mm -hmm. so paralyzed about making a decision for their home that's going to be expensive and they're hoping it will be long lasting because it is expensive and that, that they're not going to fall into a trend, you know? So they're often asking like, are white kitchens going to go out of style? Mm. Are everybody's worried? They talk more about like what is going to go out of style than what is in style. And so I think your answer is 
really intelligent and speaks to the fact that it just needs to have style, you know, and that will be you and it needs to be authentic to who you are. So it's kind of a personal, it's a personal thing. Yeah. And I don't think that we, and I've never done this with my fashion or really anything, but you don't have to defend your choices if you love it. If it's something that you really feel is, is representative of you. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, if it's something that's representative of you and, and, you know, maybe it tells a particular story for you. I mean, I love geraniums and they may not be incarnations and they're not the most popular flowers, but they mean something to me because they were important to my grandma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I love incorporating things that have special meaning, but we don't have to explain those things really. And if it's something that we live with, we have to love it, not anybody else. And, you know, as we always say, you can always put up a mirror, you can always do a a new coat of paint. You can always buy a throw. You can always switch out a rug. There's lots of things that you can do to freshen up. Um, that is not, you know, a huge financial commitment. Um, also for us, lamps and accessories continue to be top sellers because those are easy ways to freshen up a room that might feel like it needs, you know, pick me up. And I, we don't have to, don't have to commit to forever, uh, you know, so I think that we have to think about approaching design the same way. Obviously, we design what we call future heirlooms that we want our clients to pass down from generation to generation. And we're working with artisans who feel the same way. And hopefully those can be styled. But if not, then maybe they live on in a different way with another home. And that's where I love vintage, because maybe somebody felt like it was outdated, but it's got new life in my closet. And I think that people just need to embrace what they love for the time that they want to be with it and not worry about you know, just have fun with that. You guys had a, a podcast that I love where you were talking about Martin Lawrence Ballard saying, you know, bring out <laughs> your every day. And yeah. I really feel that way and, and celebrate it and use it. And, you know, don't worry about when you should use it or when you shouldn't. And I think the same thing about design, buy it for today, love it. And it's where you're at today in your life. And if it doesn't suit you anymore, there's always things that you can do to, to mm-hmm. alter it or, I think that like Purpose. anything like really extraordinarily built, um, you know, like you know, we look at certain high end um, fashion brands like Gucci or something like that. And they're very um, they're very out there, but because they're made so extraordinarily in construction, it's fashion and it looks so killer and it might be some wild color, but it's embroidered and it's trimmed and, you know, it, the details are all there. And I think Arteriors also pay, takes such loving craftsmanship into building whatever it is they're building. It really does feel like it's without time or place. You know, it feels like you would always want it on your shelf. Um, you would always want it in your room. And it's just so heavy and so well constructed that it's always, it's always high fashion. And I think that's why it's so interesting when you talk about this voice, Jen, that it translates to so many different types of interiors because we deal with different projects and different humans and what they love every day. And somehow we always, we always end up using your things in each of these people's homes and they're totally different styles. Some dark, some are dark and moody. Some are light and airy and natural and organic. And some like the pieces that you guys create translate really well into any of them because they are just, I feel, I love that heirloom pieces Mm -hmm. that you talked about that they, again, you can throw them in anywhere and they'll make sense. Because they're well-made and they're just, they tell a story. I think also besides, um, I'm guessing the in-home designers that you guys use, you also do like licensed collections with (laughs) designers that have their own point of view, which I think further enriches Arterior's, you know, brand and look. 
So there's really something for everyone. Um, Jen, will you talk a little bit about your designers that are licensed with you? And do you have a favorite collection? I don't know if you can say or not. <laughs> I can. <laughs> uh, I know, right? That, um, I have favorite moments for sure. And and I've had favorite moments with all of them. Um, to go back to what you were talking about too, Jess, around details is that is exactly what it is. I think that when you look at great design and you look at design that has longevity, that is going to transition through multiple decades and really create, you know, an indelible imprint, it has to do with, you know, taking that extra time to, whether it's hardware for us, it could be hardware, it could be the canopy on a chandelier, it could be, you know, a particular design of a chain. We did something fabulous with a chain last season that had to do with a particular link that was done in this really amazing patinaed brass that we'd never done before. And I think that there's obviously that extra time and care that goes into finishing off something. And we actually have become almost more simple uh, in some of our collections because we've allowed the finish and the material to speak for itself. And the design obviously is, is there, but, you know, really beautiful waxed woods and these chemical acid reactive glazes on porcelain and ceramics that combine to create colors that look like of Jackson Pollock. I mean, it's just beautiful. And, you know, there's, there's so many things about a piece that create, you know, iconic status for people and it's always individual, but I really feel like it comes back to the details. It could be a, a color. It could be, you know, a, a beautifully uh, done feral on a, a piece of upholstery. So it's just, um, I, I, for, for me, I find that it's the details in fashion. It could be a zipper. It could be a particular button. It, it you know, it might be a trim like you had talked about. So for us, we, we started our guest designer program in 2010 so it's been 10 years, actually. And wow. yeah, it's it, it, and I think that was really in the beginning of when there was a lot of uh, licensed uh, going, you know, the relationships going on. And and we started uh, Laura Carrar was our first guest designer. Oh, and I she still have stuff from that collection with us today. Yeah, yeah fabulous. She's fabulous. And we evolved from there and Barry Dixon and we've worked with Celery Kemble, Jay Jeffers, Windsor Smith. Ray Booth, Beth Webb. Uh, we just have Frank Pinterio. We just have an amazing uh, collection of, of, of product that is um, this amazing archive from all of our guest designers. And it really is usually the collaboration, but it's usually a capsule collection of about 40 to 50 pieces that has a story and has a narrative and is woven through with particular materials and stylistic components that tell a real story that, that the designer wants to tell that season. And each one has a very unique point of view. And, and the program has been very successful for us. The idea was that we bring in uh, perspectives that are that marry well with what we're doing, but that have their own voice and that create another dimension to the collection that we, that we have brought to, to market. So it's been, it's been a really wonderful uh, evolution of the relationships with our guest designers. And we continue to do events with all of them today. We're doing some virtual markets in New York uh, and a panel with all of them in a few weeks. And, you know, they're part of our family. And we continue to work with them, collaborate with them, and, um, you know, bring out new designs. So we have designs from all of them in our collection currently. And some of them date back 10 years, which That's is incredible. really fun. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So great. Do you have a favorite? (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) I guess I can't really. You can tell us later. Yeah. They're all wonderful. I think they're, you know, we've had some fabulous events with some of them. Um, One of my favorites, you guys had asked me about one of my favorite projects. One of the favorite projects that I have, and Jess, I know this might speak to you because you were just talking about your trip to Palm Springs. We did an event with um, Celery Kemble about a year and a half ago at Modernism Week. Mm, And yeah, it was the uh, Christopher Kennedy show house, the compound. So awesome. And And Celery designed a room in the show house and used a lot of our pieces from her collection and it was just so fabulous and 6,000 people over which is you know again to think of this today it's uh, you know we wouldn't be able to have that kind of event today but 6,000 people came through over the course of four days and we were able to really celebrate mid-century design and these wonderful rooms that had been designed by um, such illustrious talents in our industry and that was a favorite for us and it was so fun and we got to to speak to designers and and clients from all over. People come in. There's a hundred thousand people that come in for Modernism Week typically. Oh, so that was goodness. super fun. Yeah, and I know you just went to Palm Springs and yes, so so killer. Oh, I love the whole vibe there. The yeah, people are just great, and style is so important to them, and always has been. You know. Yeah. Yes, it's it is one of my favorite places. I'm from California, so I try to get there whenever I can. And it's been um, in fact, I had a trip planned with my nephew um, in the spring and it had to be canceled because of uh, the pandemic. But, you know, as soon as I can get back, I'm planning to go. It's one of my you talk about inspiration. It's a it's a big place of inspiration for sure in terms of design, in terms of vintage uh, obviously landscape, you know, Joshua tree, pioneer town. I mean, just beautiful. Yes. I love yeah. that. What are yeah. some of your favorite things that you bring home from your travels? I'm curious to know what Jen Dolan brings back from travel. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked me this recently. So I had, I went to uh, Japan in 2018 and it was one of my favorite trips. I was in Tokyo and Kyoto. And for me, um, I've always loved um, Japan so much. And, and I finally was able to go. And I've always collected fabric um, in general. And so I brought back almost a whole suitcase of, of Japanese silks. So they were fragments in some cases. So it was, you know, it, there, there were some scarves and some actual, you know, clothes, but most of it was just fabric and had, you know, lots of pattern, lots of color. So, and then paper. And I, I absolutely love paper and letterpress. And so the wrapping, yeah, the wrapping in Japan is, is stunning. And so I, you know, I brought back a lot of um, just paper mm. and stationery. And that was, was wonderful. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm trying to think what else I really love. So I always am going to art museums and usually I'll plan a trip around an exhibit. So if there's a particular exhibit, like I was in Berlin in, uh, December to celebrate the, um, hundredth anniversary centennial of Bauhaus. Mm. So very, very cool exhibitions there. So I, I actually, bought a book. Um, I love coffee table books. I know you guys are, are big fans as well from a styling perspective. So some type of book or postcards, and then I'll write, you know, the dates and exactly what I did. And then I have whole boxes of postcards that I keep so that I can, you know, like now, if, since I can't travel, I go through my postcards and relive all my trips, which is really fun. So, I love that. Yeah. That's so brilliant. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I don't, you know, my memory is is not what it used to be. So it's a way for me to also remember everything. It, you know, if I go to a particular restaurant, I'll write down exactly what I ate. You oh, know, the vin- that's cool. Now that's so, a great journal. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Yeah. So I love fabric. I love textiles, you know, some type of fashion. I was, um, another trip that I really loved. I was in Reykjavik a few years ago and, um, the vintage there is great. And so I bought this fabulous handbag and, you know, now when I wear it, I remember that particular trip. Mm. So I think it's just, you know, for me, fashion is a, is a way to experience and then re-experience a place. It's oh, different for different clever. people. Yeah. I yeah. You open your closet and your closet is a, is a journey of all the travels that you've had. And you remember a particular place when you wear a dress or, you know, carry a handbag or a pair of shoes. Um, it makes it difficult to bring back those pieces because they're, you know, limited room. But I, I really like uh, remembering a particular place through what I wear. The oh, fashion is so good. Do you, feel like, do you feel like the world um, feels, gets smaller when you see that like the trends are, are just kind of, you know, they, they're, they're everywhere. Or do you feel like there's definitely a different beat in fashion from country to country? Yeah. I mean, I, I was so inspired when I went to Japan and I spent a lot of time in Harajuku and, you know, for me, it's really about the interpretation. So someone could, could have the same thing as their neighbor, but wear it and style it in a completely different way. So I find it more interesting as opposed to oversaturated. I think that it depends on how someone, and this includes the home design as well. So someone could buy the same chandelier from us and it looks completely different depending on what they do with it. Right. I mean, we, I've worked with Italy for years and years and in, in my career, um, in past companies. And, you know, I would love when we would sell this, you know, amazing Murano chandelier, but sell it into a very modern contemporary home. It just took on a completely different life than styling it in something a little bit more traditional. And I think that's true with anything. And so we, we see our pieces in, in same pieces, I should say, in environments that have completely different voices. And, you know, the piece itself has a voice. And then depending how you use it and style it, it takes on a completely different narrative too within the space. So I'm not, uh, yes, I think trends are difficult, but I also think it depends on how you bring it in and interpret it with what you already have and what you're doing and how you see the world really. Yeah. Uh, I have one last question for you, Jen, before we let you go, what's next and what are you looking for, for the future collections? What's next? Yeah. A couple things for us that are, that are on our radar that we're just starting to get into. So LED integration Mm. is something that we've really just dipped our toe in and we have, more LED this season than we've ever had and where we're starting to integrate modules. But I think LED from a sustainability perspective and eco is going to be important. Um, the life of, of obviously these pieces and, you know, being cognizant of the environment. So LED integration is something we're looking a little bit um, forward to exploring a bit more. I think indoor outdoor functionality is going to be important. Mm. People want us to get into outdoor furniture. We're not there yet. But we are, we've built a, a quite a nice collection of outdoor lighting that's wet rated. Mm. So I think that, and, and incorporating LED in some cases. So I think that we're definitely on the path to look further into that. And of course, as people spend more time at home, that outdoor indoor functionality is, is paramount. So we are, we're exploring both of those. And for us, it's, it's looking at finishes that, 
you know, our people are responding to. Uh, silver is coming back, uh, vintage silver, champagnes, pale brass. So we're doing more explanation with some of these softer metals, mm. um, not so bright. And we'll be exploring that as well. And then textured surfaces and, and more juxtaposition of materials that we haven't worked with. We've got some interesting stones in the beautiful greens that we're going to be coming out with next um, year. And I think that, you know, the, the tones that we're seeing for next year, too, and, and into 2020, 2021 are pale desert tones like sky and sand and, you know, just these you know, interesting greens. And so I think we'll, we'll probably be experimenting a little bit with that palette. A little bit and blue is going to continue to be huge it, it connotes stability calm serenity balance and it's always the number one color in home decor but its importance is going to continue to be felt for the next few seasons as people look for that calming influence mm-hmm. what, um, what shades of blue do you guys see um I, i'm our interiors always has a different spin on it so i don't really see you guys doing like navy but like yeah. something more italian or um yeah. how would you like describe a, the blues it's interesting. I mean, we, we did work with indigo this season, and but we did it in a really interesting way. It was a, It's an accessory that mimics a piece of coral, like coral reef. Mm. And the indigo was pulled in the bottom of the porcelain that had the jagged edges on it. So it was almost hidden. You had to look for it. So I think those are those details that you're that you're talking about. For us, it, you know, yeah, we won't go with the traditional something that has a, a little bit of a, an interesting spin, like with a with a peacock color. We've we've played around with that with velvets and also with some of our reactive glazes um you know there are some pale shades in there but we're seeing a little bit more of people want intensity i think with the blues that they're looking for so um and with a little bit of pop and some iridescence uh, some of the iridescence that we're seeing with the reactive glazes and the in the acid chemicals that we're using with porcelains and ceramics have been prominent so we'll probably work with that a little bit and that combine that with, again, some of these really interesting silvers that we've seen. The other thing that we tried this season that we really like is pairing polished nickel with, say, a natural material. So it elevates it in a different way. Mm. So a rattan mixed with a polished nickel pipe or, um, you know, joint that just, you know, brings it a little bit more contemporary than it normally would. So it's, you know, so it doesn't feel, you know, heavy, heavy traditional. Clean stuff. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Yeah, and I think again with nickel coming back and silver coming back, it it feels timely. But again, it's done in a way with details that make it feel relevant and not of a of a specific place, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, everybody's probably dying for visuals, so you guys should definitely check out Arteriors on Instagram. It's uh, at Arteriors Home. And you can kind of get a big, fat, heaping eyeful of all these gorgeous visuals that Jen's been describing. Um, Jen, it's been so fun to have you on here. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. You're so, so good with your words and, um, yeah, just dreamy. And I love the way you think about design. I could listen to you for hours. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're we're just your... You're our favorites for sure. I mean, we, we, we love working with you and it's been such a good relationship for us. I get so excited when I get to see you guys and the fact that you have a podcast now, I mean, I've been so enjoying listening to this. So thank you for, for having us and, and for highlighting arteriors. We're, we're thrilled and and can't thank you enough. And anybody that is interested can follow us at, 
at Arterier's home across all of our major platforms. But we just thank you for the opportunity to, to share today and wishing you guys all the best. Stay safe. Oh, and thanks thank for, you. For, for having us. Yes. And we'll see you in a future market. Hopefully we'll get a, hopefully we'll get It'll a vaccine happen. soon. <laughs> yes. Otherwise we'll just come anyway because we want to see what's going on. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I feel I out of the loop. only. We'll come out. Yeah, totally. Well, well, I hope to see you guys soon and take care. Thank, thank you, you again. so much. Okay. Thank you. See Bye. you. See you, Jen. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating.